Hey, Mike. Hey, Christina, how are you? Hi, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? <laughs> so good to speak to you and so excited about this new album, Delirium. And it's Oh, a, thank you. It, it's amazing. You know, most bands that go through lineup changes, it takes a tour and an album, and then that second album with the new lineup, they're running at full speed, but it, you guys didn't miss a beat with this lineup change. And- not at all. Not at all, because, I mean, the songwriters are still in the band, so that didn't affect at all. <laughs> and Ryan, our drummer, was already in the band from from basically the beginning of the cycle of Broken Crown Halo. So it's been with us for a while, and we always worked with a with one guitar since then. And a new a new member came in who was who was a friend already. So it was very easy, easy and smooth. Yeah, like the one of the most seamless transitions ever. And <laughs> yes. And a, uh, a concept behind this album as well, right? Yes. Well, it's not. I wouldn't say there is it, that it is a concept album in in the usual way. In the way that you, it's not that you have to uh, that all the songs are not connected to each other, but uh, there is a definitely strong uh, thematic behind the record because we basically imagine this uh, fictionary asylum with uh, different rooms where different patients could tell us stories that are just waiting to be told. And that's how we saw this record. So analyzing madness and insanity, not only on a strict medical point of view, but also the little craziness we're going through every day, uh, the, the insanity we're facing every day. Yeah, it's amazing. And something that I think that gets ignored, it's certainly here in the States, I imagine in, in Italy as well, but mental health. Yeah, it is definitely not an easy topic to talk about, and we wanted to make sure that we would talk about about it in the most respectful uh, way because it's something that touches personally as well. Some some of the members went through some depression, so some very dark moments. We had to deal with literally patients from like mental institutions. And we also visited abandoned asylums. We had the chance to absorb all the heaviness and the darkness of these places. And it is still a mystery. I mean, that's probably why why people don't talk a lot about it, because it's a place where uh, where we cannot enter. You know, until you experiment uh, personally something like that, you don't know what's what's in there. And so there is a huge stigma and a huge fear about mental illnesses. Something that I've kind of grown up with. My dad was a psychologist for, you know, okay, 35 so you know. <laughs> plus years. Yeah. It's nice to kind of see an album kind of talk about those things and those topics. I feel like it's so ignored. It's not even talked about. And I feel like more than ever nowadays, we should be stressing mental health and yeah, getting absolutely. help. I mean, there is no way to hide it. It's part of life, whether yeah. you like it or not. There is no way that you're going to hide it. And I want to ask you about four uh, tunes in particular off the new album. Kind of give me the uh, insight behind it lyrically. And rec- I think we'll start with the uh, the title track, Delirium. Yeah. Well, Delirium, let's say, is the most uh, in-your-face track. So it's uh, it, it's very easy to connect the Delirium part with uh, constant singing throughout the song. We repeat the word Delirium all over and over, sort of an obsessive way, because that's usually <laughs> what the Delirium is about. Right. So we, we wanted to do this parallel in between the, the way the song is made 
with a description of a moment of delirium, but also make it in a way that people will say like, oh my God, this song is repeating the chorus obsessively. And we did it for a reason. Yeah, with some some thought behind it. And it works because it definitely sticks in my head when I hear it. Yeah, and it's also cool because during the live shows, we can go crazy with it. I always try to do the deliriums in a different way, in a more crazy way. What can you tell me about the tune My Demons? Well, My Demons, is, <laughs> I mean, I believe that uh, each one of us has a sort of a secret, darkest part of that. We will never talk about basically what it is all about. And it also talks about the fact that sometimes you get trapped in a in a relationship that can be toxic for you. You can escape from it. And no one is demon-free out there. I don't think that anybody, anybody is. Actually, I'm way more afraid of people that look so-called normal than <laughs> people that is more weird or eclectic or, or different. Right. At least that's how I see things. <laughs> no, and that's a lot like, you know, us metalheads kind of get that bad rap for being crazy and having dyed hair or whatever the case may be, but at least we're getting, we're expressing that side compared to what you were talking about, that button Yeah, you know, stereotypes. Yeah. But to be honest, I mean, I... I've always met very, very cool people in the metal world. We we recently played a few months ago uh, the seventy tons uh, tons of metal cruise, right? In you know, starting from Miami, so the boat was filled with metalheads, and it was just awesome because there was an awesome party vibe, but nobody was like violent or offensive toward the other. There was a restaurant, and I remember everybody sitting and just like do their own business, just like eating peacefully. And I mean, I've been in a lot of different worlds, you know, from like disco and and rings and parties. So I think I've seen it all, and I would say that the metal world is the best. For sure, for sure. What can you tell me about the tune House of Shame? The House of Shame, I can tell you lyrically because, I mean, the music was written by Marco, our bass player, who basically composed the old music in the record. Mm -hmm. Uh, The lyrics were inspired by an abandoned asylum in Peoria that is said to be haunted. Mm. So the old description of the song, it's the... the, um, the pain and the struggle of the soul wandering around the cemetery that it's by the asylum. And it can't escape the asylum, it's just stuck there. Exactly, and it's trapped in there. And uh, another haunting tune, The Ghost in the Mist. Yeah, Ghost in the Mist, I think it represents the feeling of a lot of people. We constantly get messages, mails, uh, handwritten letters uh, of a lot of kids that are feeling alone and misunderstood. And that's what we kept in mind when we wrote the old record because we wanted that this record could be more than a new music record. We wanted Delirium to be a sort of a place where everybody would feel welcome with their own insanities. Everybody could feel good, could feel understood, could feel strong, could feel powerful and welcomed. And that was our idea behind this record. And I think it worked because a lot of people can connect to our lyrics. And even if we wrote them for ourselves, I believe that they speak loud to a lot of people out there. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's something for everybody. The album, what I love about it is kind of the peaks and valleys of it. There's some 
some heavy tunes and then there's some some lighter tunes and kind of everything in between and there's a real nice ebb and flow in the album and it seems like you guys took a lot of time with the sequencing of this album and putting it together the way you wanted it to it is a a very dynamic record but i have to say that it's not that we planned it this way this is what (laughs) surprised me and makes me happy nowadays if you if i think about the songwriting because basically we we didn't think about any um let's say barriers around us we said it doesn't really matter what people expect from us let's do what we want to do and we thought about the fact that we were enjoying so we went in this direction but we also experimented a lot more with our voices uh, with some of the tunes that are not necessarily lacuna coil typical style but uh, our core is still very recognizable because as i said the songwriters are are still the same it's like it's not even a new chapter for the band. It's a whole completely different book. <laughs> and everybody is noticing it. Everybody is just like seeing during the live shows. Everybody's telling us that this is the best tour we've ever done and the best energy we had on stage so far. And it is true. I agree completely. So it really is Lacuna Coil 2.0. Yeah, or or I don't know. Sometimes I have the feeling we're just starting now. I have the feeling that this is our very first record. I mean, we've been around for a while and we're lucky and blessed to have a very strong basis, but the feeling that I have is like, oh my God, we got our first record out because it feels so exciting and we feel uh, we feel like a contemporary band. We, we don't feel like, hey, I mean, we've been around for a while, so we're going to do the same thing over and over. Right. We definitely feel like a new band and that's the feeling that people get when they see us on stage. I love the album cover, and it was kind of a, it reminded me initially when I saw it of like Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, with the writing in, in the uh, in the wetness on the mirror there, but whose idea was that? Uh, well, the idea of the picture was, was mine. The, the thing is that um, we were doing the pre-production for the, the pictures that we wanted to reproduce in the booklet, mm-hmm. and uh, basically what we did is not only self-producing the record, because Marco, our bass player, produced this record, but we wanted to have complete control on every step of the way. We even did all the pictures. We did a pre-production with our own cameras. We went to visit different places. We knew that we wanted to take pictures in, in a specific place. And then we called a friend of ours who has a better equipment, and we told him exactly what to do with us in costumes and outfits in this particular place. A very interesting um, process from, from our way. And I, I, I'm very, I'm very proud. I'm very proud because this is, this is absolutely, hundred thousand percent us. And I'm not gonna say that it wasn't, but of course, when you have a producer coming from outside, you get to, to talk to have a different point of view on the music. So you might change some things here and there. Right. But I love the fact that it was exactly like this when we wrote it and stayed like that. Yeah, when I first listened to the album, and especially the way we listen nowadays where you load it up on iPhone or whatever and just drive around, it's not like back in the day when you had a booklet and you would almost sit down and read each song and everything. But in the first listen to the album, I went, oh, my God, who produced this? They must have got some big-name producer and then come to find out <laughs> it was just you guys. You know exactly where we wanted to go. We didn't want you know any, any type of compromise. We didn't care if some songs were everything but commercial or radio-friendly. We didn't care. We said, okay, let's do it the way we want it. If people will get it, good. If they will not, whatever. We love <laughs> it. This, this is 
us. Hey, that's true rock and roll, right? Just doing your own thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that, yeah, that's how it should be. <laughs> that's really how it should be. I'm bummed that you're already to the last date of the U.S. tour, and then you're, you're going to be uh, spending some time in Europe. When are you coming back to the yeah. States? Yeah, we're actually leaving tomorrow. Tonight in uh, in Atlanta is the last gig of this tour. We've been uh, we've been here for a month and a half, and it was very successful. I loved every second of it. It was so much fun. Any idea when you're coming back? I uh, probably beginning of next year, but it's definitely too early to say. Because I mean, we're still uh, planning shows. The only thing that we know so far is that we're going to be playing pretty much every weekend in, in Europe for festivals, summer festivals. Then we're going to Australia, Japan. We have a European tour, but we didn't schedule anything for next year yet. So the plan is to come back, but who knows? I mean, new, new offers are coming in every, every day, and the album has been so well received that I believe that it's going to be a couple of busy years for us. Yeah, and I, w- I was looking at your schedule and going, hey, nothing going on in September. How cool would that be if they got to play OzFest meets NotFest? If only they knew somebody in one of those camps to get them on that show. <laughs> well, I do know somebody, <laughs> as you might know. Yeah. But, do you talk about your relationship I, with Jim? Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I will never take advantage of that. And we're going to be busy anyway. I mean, we, we keep private and work very separately. How long has it been now that you guys have been together? 12 years in August. Wow. Yep. And I, I imagine it's a little bit easier. I mean, you guys are certainly both busy, but uh, him only having one band now and, and you just having the one band, hopefully that gives you guys some more time to, to be together. Yeah, we can deal with it. We can deal with it. I mean, we're in love with a person. There's no distance, no no busy moments. And I mean, we're lucky enough to do a job that we both love and so we can understand each other and know what we're going through. And I'm just happy. I mean, if it works so far, that means it's, it's okay. Yeah, no, it's doing great. And, and speaking of you and your personal life, a belated happy birthday to you. I know thank you very week. much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and I know you were in Columbus, Ohio during it, but it, what was the best birthday present you had or the best thing you did that day? Oh, my God, I got so many presents. Like, I, I got an amazing, um, I'm a big fan of Star Wars. Yeah. So we got a lot of a lot of gifts related to Star Wars. I, have an, I had an amazing sculpture of... Uh, Darth Vader. I got a couple of little sculpture and made in, in, in resin of uh, Yoda and a stormtrooper. Uh, then I got stuffed puppets. I got jelly beans, Star Wars uh, themed. Then I got a lot of makeup from friends that will know that I'm a makeup freak. <laughs> I, I got a lot of stuff. I mean, our fans are incredible. Incredible. They always come with a with like handwritten letters and, and little gifts. They're very, very sweet. I'm very, very blessed. Let's geek out a little bit about Star Wars. And what were your thoughts of uh, Episode 7 and The Force Awakens? I loved it. I, I bought the ticket two months in advance, so I was able to sit in the theater on the 16th of December uh-huh. with my friends. If you see the very, very first day of the release, and they released it uh, earlier in Italy, I, I believe, compared to a lot of other territories. And I loved it. I loved the photography. I loved the idea of passing the torch, uh, you know, from the old actors and the new ones. I loved the fact that they picked up new characters that were unknown actors. So I didn't focus on the celebrity uh, actor doing his job, but I was more focused on the story. 
Uh, I also loved, you know, the introduction of not only new character, new human characters, but also also BB-8. I think it's great, and it's always tough, you know, when introduce new new elements in such a successful saga. So I'm I'm really really happy. Very very pleasantly surprised me too and and like you said they did do it right they kind of paid homage to the beginning the original star wars by getting a bunch of unknowns and doing that same thing but i'm curious who do you think ray is related to or not related at Uh, all what do you think Uh, what do you mean sorry i mean it it ray obviously has the force within her my guess is that she's going to end up being luke's daughter I, yeah, that's my my precise guess. I mean, come on, she got the lightsaber right in her hand. I mean, I don't want to spoil it uh, for for whoever didn't watch the movie, but I mean, finally, kind of clear. <laughs> we might be wrong, but I mean, that that's what looks to me as well. And I'm curious too, what they're gonna do with Chewbacca moving forward? Is he gonna continue on and, and fly the Millennium Falcon with her, or does he kind of go away with Han going away, or? I think he's gonna go around with Ray. I mean, he still has, you know, a group of people, the Resistance and Leia. He, pro- he probably gonna, he's probably gonna hang out with them. I still hope that Solo didn't die because uh. I mean, you never really see the body. So <laughs> he could come back. That's true. That's true. But who knows? Who knows? It's so weird that you know a character, such a big character, just died instantly. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds weird to me. I'm pr- I'm, I'm the only one who so far said it. It's just like, oh, I don't know not bad but we'll see he kind of had to if you look back on star wars it you know it was obi-wan and if you look back on episode one it was qui-gon so it kind of kind of felt like there had to be an old powerful one that that passed away at the end of the the first chapter it's true it's true but they always come back in a way or another you know we'll see a hologram I, of I, him and yoda in spirit yeah there will be another another hologram <laughs> that would be cool so i imagine you're <laughs> looking forward to uh, rogue one as well that excited that uh, the like the Force Awakened, but I, I mean I've I've been watching some trailers and it's like I don't know I, I don't know yet I don't know if I'm excited or not curious than excited. But you got to go see it right, no matter what it is. Well, of course, of <laughs> course, of course I will. I heard it's in trouble and they're doing a bunch of reshoots and stuff, and I think I heard Disney's trying to kind of soften it up. Ah, that's not good. No. Leave it be. That's not a good signal. I, I just hope that they're not rushing it. Yeah, me too. And, and trying to squeeze it in between the other ones. But uh, it should be interesting nonetheless. And, hey, I wanted to, if I could, pick your brain a little bit about Italy. My family's from Italy. I'm second generation. My grandparents were born and, and raised in Italy and then came to America in the the 30s and had my father here. And they're all kind of gone away now. And it's on my bucket list to one day get to Italy and and see it for myself, but I kind of wanted to ask you a couple questions if I could. Yeah, sure. My last name is Zara, Z-A-R-A, and I was just curious if that meant anything or if it was just kind of like Johnson or Smith in America. Yeah, it's kind of like Johnson and Smith. Yeah, <laughs> Zara doesn't, it's, it's not a word that means something. Uh, I, I also believe that it's also a Spanish surname, a second name, but I'm not sure. But Zara is like, is, is, is a last name. With no, like, it's not a thing or explain. It's just a, the second name. Yeah, just like Johnson or anything else. Yeah, exactly, like Johnson. Probably going to butcher it, but they were from L'Aquila? L'Aquila, yes. Can you tell me anything about that part of Italy? Yeah, I mean, that part of Italy, it, it, it is still beautiful, but got damaged from a huge earthquake mm. uh, some years ago. So a lot of, like, buildings, a lot of monuments have been hardly uh, damaged and we actually played a show it was last year or the year before 
and it, it it is beautiful. It is beautiful. But I mean, if you if you have to have a quick visit in Italy, I would suggest Rome, Venice, Florence, Milano, Portofino. Uh, there are so many places that you should visit. Rather than there, maybe. Yeah, hey, I mean, it's not the typical place where you go on vacation or or be tourist, that's for sure. And then one other thing I want you to clear up. Uh, my dad always told me that ah, pizza's an American thing. It's not really an Italian thing. What, what's the deal with that? Is is pizza American-made and born, or, or is that an Italian thing? <laughs> there is nothing comparable to Italian pizza. I'm sorry. <laughs> Great. Just to give you a little example... My boyfriend was all, always giving me shit because I was like, I'm sorry, but Italian pizza is completely different and you're going to be blown away by Italian pizza. So it was like, oh, you're the typical Italian. Your food is better and, you know, our food is the best in the world. And then he got to experience the real Italian pizza. So now he's even worse than I am. And every time he has a pizza, it's like, there's no fucking way. It's just like it. <laughs> That's so great. I am sorry. You guys have great steaks and burgers and barbecues but you'll never have a better pizza and and an italian and it's italian born it truly is an italian born thing pizza. well i mean that's a there is a contradiction in the way that of course if you consider the cooked dough and and in the ovens that's probably uh coming from centuries before even from turkey from egypt uh, but that's a completely different thing. But the margarita was created in, in Italy as a gift to a queen called Margarita. Ah. So there is no fucking way that Margarita is <laughs> an Italian creation. Beautiful. And he, he taught me the saying, and one other thing just to kind of finish it up, but he, he always taught me, like, when you toast somebody, it's salute and cintiani. Salute, not salute. Salute. Okay. It's, salute. Like a, it's like when you say cheers. Cintiani mean anything? Uh, Cintuani mean, uh, means a hundred years. Maybe some people say uh, to say, "I wish, I wish you could live for, for more hundred years," but it's not something that we usually say. It. It's uh, usually salute. No, oh, so it's back and forth salute, not not the Cintiani part. No, Cintani, I've never heard it. I've never heard it. Huh? Unless you unless you make a speech and say, "Oh, I wish, I wish you." could live for more than 100 years. Not very usual either. Thank you for kind of clearing up some You're stuff for me. You're absolutely welcome. You're and absolutely welcome. Before, <laughs> before I could help. Yeah, because I, I mean, like I said, I'm going to get there one day, but I figured while I'm talking to you, I, I could maybe at least see some of this stuff because unfortunately everyone's yeah, passed. Yeah, the source. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time, Yay. Christina. And thank Thanks you for an life. amazing album. And uh, we'll You're hopefully see you soon. You're absolutely welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Pleasure to talk to you.